Amen. We give God thanks and we give God praise. Amen. Thank you so much for coming and being a part of our worship service today. want to return to a passage of scripture uh, that we preached and shared from on last week. I told you I had a little part two to share with you this week. Luke's gospel, the sixth chapter, verses six through 11. Luke's gospel, the sixth chapter, verses six through 11, and it reads thusly. I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible, and it reads accordingly. On another Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and he taught. And there was a man there whose right hand was withered. The scribes and the Pharisees watched him to see whether Jesus would cure on the Sabbath so that they might find an accusation against Jesus. Even though Jesus knew what they were thinking, he said to the man who had the withered hand, come and stand here. The man got up and he stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save life or to destroy life? After looking around at all of them, Jesus said to the man, stretch out your hand. He did so, and his hand was restored. But the scribes and the Pharisees were filled with fury and discussed how with one another what they might do to Jesus. Thus far the scripture. Today for this time that's mine, I want to preach again from the subject, When You Keep Coming Up Short, Part 2. Amen. God, we are eternally grateful for your goodness and the grace you afford us. We're grateful for what our eyes have seen and ears have heard and our hearts and our spirits and our souls have already experienced in this place today. Now, God, we pray for the anointing that makes preaching easy, makes preaching effective. Pray, God, that you would word my mouth even in this hour, quicken my thinking, sharpen my thoughts. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that you would take me out of myself. God, do it for your own name's sake. Preach to your people. Preach through me, but to your people. Preach through me, but to me as well. So that in the end, God, all of us, all of our lives can be changed and transformed. And God, we will not fail. We'll give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people together says, Amen. When you keep coming up short. Part two. Last week we stopped where Jesus said to the man, come and stand here. So the man with the withered hand is standing with Jesus. He has obeyed the command of Jesus to come and stand with Jesus. He has done something he had never done before. He is standing with Jesus in the synagogue. So desperate for his deliverance, he has now pressed his way into the presence of Jesus 
in the midst of and under the objection of the scribes and the Pharisees. When you are desperate for your deliverance, you pay no attention to people with withered theology. Because people with withered theology would use scripture to keep you out of the presence of Jesus. And so the man has overcome the obstacles of the crowds and the religious bigots with their withered theology. And he is now standing boldly in the presence of Jesus, at the side of Jesus, in the company of all the people of God gathered there in the synagogue for worship. He is standing with Jesus. Somebody say hallelujah. A man who was born with a withered hand, a man who had come up short all of his life, like so many of us who have come up short so many times in life, basically for some of us all of our lives, is now standing in the company of Jesus under the watchful eye of Jesus on one hand, but the scrutinizing and condemning eyes and tongues and minds of the religious bigots of their day, the scribes and the Pharisees. But this miracle story is not yet complete because for Luke, a miracle story, Dr. Dickerson, uh, they are not done until they establish relationship and they glorify God. In other words, for Luke, miracles do not happen unless there is movement towards the healer. No healing takes place in Luke unless there is movement on behalf of the sufferer on behalf, or on behalf of the doctor. In other words, it's either the doctor got to go to the patient or the patient got to go, amen, to the doctor. Or somebody got to bring the patient to the doctor. But for Luke, no miracle story happens, uh, no miracle happens unless there is movement by someone. But in addition to a movement being part of these miracle stories, miracle stories have to do two things. They have to establish relationship and they have to glorify God. Luke is a physician. He's a physician, Malika, and as such he understands the importance of establishing relationship between the doctor and the patient for the sake of extended care. When you have been healed by your doctor, you got to have checkups and follow-up visits with your doctor. Come on, y'all. You don't just go to the doctor one time. No, you got to have a relationship with the doctor. Come on now. Your doctor has to get to know you and you have to get to know your doctor if you are going to have a relationship a healthy and uh, you know uh, sustainable relationship with your doctor come on y'all your relationship with Jesus tells a lot about your spiritual health God help us today. Anybody in here who has ever felt the healing hand of God? 
Anybody in here, come on, who has experienced the miracle working power of God? One of the offshoots are the tangential benefits of being healed by Jesus is that you ought to have a relationship with Jesus. Come on, y'all. Maybe that is what is wrong with so many folk in churches today. They go to church but they do not have relationship with Jesus. Come on, y'all. Because if God has healed you of anything, come on, my God. If God has healed you of anything, the one thing ought to come out of that healing is a relationship with Jesus. Come on, y'all. If, if, if you can testify like I can, that, that ain't nobody, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Come on. Ain't nobody can heal me. Nobody can deliver me like Jesus. Then the one thing that ought to come out of that relationship is uh, out of that healing is a relationship with Jesus. Give me some more on this echo. Ah, now let me press my point just a little bit here and I'll be out of your way. Not only that the woman with the issue of blood came bleeding and left healed, but Jesus called her daughter. She came as a woman with the issue of blood but she left with the relationship a uh, daughter. The centurion might have had a sick slave but after Jesus healed a slave he said to the centurion I have not seen such great faith in all Israel. That's relationship. The ten lepers were healed, uh, but Jesus commended only the half-breed Samaritan uh, who came back to say thank you. That is relationship. Relationship is necessary, oh my God, to maintain your healing. Oh God, stay with me just a little bit. I'll leave you alone today. And so Jesus uh, has to establish a relationship with the man with the withered right hand who is now standing with Jesus. Come on and watch my Jesus work now. He has brought the man to stand next to him. But that's not the end of the whole healing story. Come on. It is one thing, oh it's a good thing that you came to stand with Jesus. But it's another thing uh, for Jesus to now build relationship with you uh, and you build relationship with him. In other words, uh, it is not enough for you to just come uh, and stand with him. That's a good thing. Come on, tell your neighbor that's a good thing for you to come uh, and just stand with him. But the miracle is not complete until relationship is established. God help us today. Watch him, watch him, watch him. Verse 9. Try hurry on. Jesus asked the question, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm? Y'all reading your Bibles with me? Verse 9. Jesus asked the question. Give me a little bass. Uh, Jesus asked the question, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm? To save a life or to destroy a life? By asking the legal question, counselor, uh, Jesus took the case of the man with the withered right hand in the face of the bigots of the day. You got to see it. You got to see it. By Jesus raising the legal question, it's a law. Amen. Not only is Jesus uh, 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 doctor 
doctor who can heal you of your withered hand or the shortcomings in your life. But Jesus is also a lawyer who will take your case when nobody else would. Come on, my God. Uh, not only do you have a relationship uh, with Jesus the healer but Jesus also wants to be your lawyer come on my God hmm. <clears throat> not only would the Pharisees and scribes use the law to keep the man with the withered right hand from being in the synagogue with Jesus. But now they want to use the law to keep Jesus from healing the man with the withered hand on the right hand. See, people who use scripture <laughs> ah, to keep you out of the presence of God are dangerous people. And they are relentless. So if they don't get you with one scripture, oh my God, they're going to try to get you with another scripture. And there's nothing that can imprison church folk uh, like scripture used out of context. I just call it withered theology because the theology is withered because uh, uh, they don't understand the role of laws in the Bible or laws in the world. Listen to me. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, in the law, Deuteronomy chapter 5 verses 12 through 15 it makes it clear that no work no work it says no work ought to be done on the Sabbath but when Jesus takes your case come on my God he works every day to make sure that your case is won and it stays established come on my God ah they are saying uh, they are saying now Jesus uh, uh, you can't work on the Sabbath but Jesus is like I got a man with a withered right hand and this this man's right hand is the hand that this man needs to succeed in life and if it means having to break the law to save the man then I'm gonna break the doggone law and save his life oh, look at you look at you I like it y'all see laws ought to be ethical Josh laws ought to be ethical and not just punitive and rehabilitative and so any law that does not respect the God in folks is a law that ought to be civilly disobeyed come on y'all any law any law that does not respect the divine, come on, the essence of God in another human being is a law that ought to be civilly disobeyed. That's the kind of teaching that Jesus is spitting out here in this text. Any law that does not, oh my God, any law that does not do good like God does good is a law worth breaking come on my god listen to me today laws against women laws against black folk 
laws against people in the LGBTQI community. Come on. Laws against colored immigrants because they are different from laws against white immigrants. Come on, y'all. Laws in the church against pregnant teenagers. Come on, y'all. There's a different law for the girls who get pregnant as opposed to the boys who made them pregnant. Somebody ought to break those laws in church. Laws against the false folks in the church. We watch folk who are divorced with a little smart eye. My God. In the church. Laws against folk who are HIV AIDS positive. Laws against disenfranchised poor and illiterate voters. Laws that keep you from having access to health care. Laws that encourages polluting the environment. Any law that does not look at the God in a human being is a law that you ought to civilly disobey. They say don't heal on the Sabbath, but there was a man with a withered hand, and Jesus decided, I'm going to heal you anyway. Okay. At one point in all of our life, at one point, at least one point, at least one point in all of our life, you're going to come up guilty of something that requires somebody to take your case. <laughs> oh my God. At one point in your life as a human being you can act like you super saint if you want to come on Shirley but at one point in your life you are going to need somebody to take your case you gonna mess up screw up 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 amen my god and you gonna need somebody to take your case That's, and that's, that's when vulnerability sets in. And that's when you got to tell folk, I don't like missing the mark. And I don't like feeling uh, like coming up short on every area of my life. Come on, y'all. Seems like folk, not just church folk, but folk got to gotta, gotta stand in them. Uh, and they want you to meet that standard. And when you don't meet that standard, they make you feel bad about not being able to meet that standard. Well, all of us ain't have a cookie cutter life. And not all of us are strong and resistant against everything. There must be in your life something that'll make you guilty. You may not like this, but you like that. And it ain't that you need that. You just like that. And what you like, come on my God, you go always like. And sometimes what you like ain't what church folks say is alright for you to like. I don't like feeling like I come up short. I don't like feeling defenseless. I don't like feeling uh, like I'm a liability. Come on, y'all. I don't like being 
of feeling like I have to be carried. I don't like that. I don't like that. The man with the withered hand kept on coming up short. But now that he's standing with Jesus, um, Jesus is showing he's willing to take the case. I no know about you, but I'm so glad Jesus took my case. Aren't you glad he took your case when nobody else would take your case? Come on, you know you better than anybody else. Come on, my God. And for Jesus to have taken your case, you all, that man who died on Calvary's cross for your mess up. Jesus like, I want to be your lawyer against bigoted people. I want to be a lawyer against folk who said you would never amount to anything. I want to be your lawyer against folk who said you will never make it. I want to be your lawyer against folk who got my God. They got laws on their side as to why you can never be who God would have you to be. But watch Jesus. Jesus is like, I'll take your case. I'll work for you pro bono. <laughs> you ain't got to have no money to put me, come on my God, on your payroll. Just come. Come without money. Come without, oh God, I love this thing. See, I don't know about you, but I came to Jesus broke. I came to Jesus with no religious pedigree. I came to Jesus not knowing all the hymns of the church. I came to Jesus not knowing how to pray. I had a liability, but my liability became attractive to my Jesus, and he took my case. I don't know about you, but he took my case. I got happy when I realized that I had a counselor on my side. Somebody to argue my case for me, Quita. I got happy. Aren't you happy that he took your case? I'm so glad he took my case because I kept on, hey, I keep on coming up short. I don't know about you, but I need a lawyer who I can keep on a retainer. Oh my God, because I keep on coming up short. I'm going to leave that alone for tonight. Look at you. Now, this is the part that I like. I like it, Shirley. Look at him. He says, after relationship is established, then the miracle story, uh, the sufferer has to glorify God. Oh, come on, come on. Jesus established the relationship there again. So now the sufferer <laughs> has to <laughs> glorify God. So watch Jesus work, y'all. Jesus commands the man with the withered right hand, stretch out your hand. Oh, God, I love it, I love it. <laughs> He's like, come on, you're standing here. But the story ain't over. 
You're standing here. I'm glad you came, but it ain't over. Come on now. You have brought your failures to Jesus, but it ain't over. It ain't over. Come on. You have admitted that you have messed up, but you come here and you stand here, but it ain't over. Why? Because you got to stretch out your hand now. Come on. Watch the Jesus. Why? Ah, you got to stretch out your hand. There's a story that went viral on the internet the other day about the, the first NFL, the first player in NFL history who had a winning hand. His name is Shaquem Griffin, an African-American running back for the Seattle Seahawks. He was born with the fingers on his left hand, not fully developed, and by the age of four, uh, they had his hand, uh, his hand amputated. Now listen to me. By definition, come on, come on, John, all the footballers here. I went to look up the definition. What is the position of a running back? <laughs> the primary roles of a running back are to receive handoffs. Oh, y'all hear me? Uh, to receive handoffs uh, from the quarterback uh, uh, on a rushing play, uh, to catch passes uh, out of the backfield uh, and to block. You hear me? Uh, come on, the primary role of a running back is to receive uh, handoffs from the quarterback for a rushing play, uh, to catch, catch y'all, catch passes uh, uh, from the uh, from the backfield and to block. Did you hear those words? Come on, you, you heard the words, amen. Receive what? Handoffs and catch passes. Oh, but conventional definition, uh, catching requires both hands. But this brother catches with one hand while having the other hand stressed out to assist in the catching process. Oh my God. If he can physically stretch out his hand and catch a football with the inspiration of his parents why can't you stress out your hand at the command of Christ if he can catch a football from his quarterback why can you catch a football from your Christ oh my god why can you stretch out your hand when Jesus said stretch it out Now, look here. Jesus says, stretch out your hand. That's how you glorify God. I know you're saying to me, Pastor, do you know my withered hand? Do you know my issue? My issue makes it impossible for me to do certain things. Jesus says, I got you. I know what they say about you. Know how the laws are stacked against you. But Jesus is saying, stretch out your hand anyway. Whatever has withered in your life, whatever you have come up short with, whatever you have had as a deficit, whatever you have had as a liability, whatever you have never been able to get together, whatever you have not been able to meet the mark, Jesus says, Take it and stretch your damn hand out. Stretch out your hand. Quit complaining. Look here. To stretch your hand. Uh huh. To stretch your hand, Melissa. It means you turn your shortcomings into strength come on it means you turn your shame 
into your life songs. It means you turn your liabilities into a business niche. It means you turn your defeat and your failures into a testimony of how you made it over. Come on, y'all. I don't care how much you have failed in your life, how much you have come up short in your life. Jesus says, stretch out your hand. Come on and stretch your hand out. Stretch your hand. Stretch your failures. Stretch what you have messed up. Stretch it out. Come on. Write about it. Preach about it. Talk about it. Work on it. Get therapy for it. Change your I go with the thing that caused you the most shame in your life. Whenever folk talk about me and I run home and tell my wife, she always tell me, she said, consider the source. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. Folk talk about me, Reverend. My wife said, consider the source. Who said that you couldn't play football with a withered hand? And who said you could not be a good Christian with the issues that you have in your life? And who said you could not preach under the anointing? Sing under the anointing. Oh my God, with a broken life and a broken mind. Come on and give God some praise in here. That God can take a crooked stick and make a straight lick. That God can take folk with withered hands. No. I have decided that my greatest pain and my greatest shame is going to be raw material for my ministry. If I am a good pastor to you, it is because I've taken my withered hand and I've stretched it out for all of you to see. If I'm a good listener, a good counselor because I've stretched out my withered hand in a therapist's office. Ah. Ah. 
hand born with it. But I've decided to make Jesus my choice. He my healer. He my lawyer. This is how I glorify God. I talk about my hand being with it. I've lost friends who said I talk about my withered hand too much. I've had people leave the church because they couldn't take me talking about my withered hand. But I'd rather please Jesus. I'd rather obey him. He says, stretch out your hand. It ain't pretty. I watched that little video clip over and over last night. Shaquem Griffin. It just looked like a little stub. It ain't pretty. Ooh, it ain't pretty. But every time the quarterback passes the ball he takes that little knob puts it with his good hand catches that ball and runs like he has no tomorrow come on y'all your little hand might be a little ugly it might be withered church folks may not like it oh my god but it's my hand it's the hand I was born with. It's the hand I was dealt. It's the hand that I got to live with. It is my withered hand. Come on, stand all over the church. In mine. In my hand, it's withered. Now, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. What's your withered hand? First question Are you standing with Jesus right now with your withered hand? Are you standing with Jesus? And he said, come, stand here with me. You're standing with him? If you're standing with him, this is how you know. Everybody around you ought to know you're standing with him. You can't stand with him in secret, in private. You got to do it publicly. First group of people I want to invite to come join me at the altar. Join our church family today. You have not made a stand for Jesus. One of these ministers, one of these, you can ask anybody. Say, hey, look, I'm, we had one brother last week. He was so moved by the service. He's like, look, I can't leave church without joining church. So we got out of church and he went and joined church with the folks who had joined church. He's like, I can't leave church without standing with Jesus. Amen. If you're here today and you have not made a stand with Jesus, 
Come on, stand with him. Come on, stand with him. Come on and stand with him. Come on and stand with him. Come on, anybody, you haven't made a stand with Jesus. You haven't. You haven't. You haven't. You haven't. You go to church, but you don't stand with him. I want you to stand with him. I've made a decision to stand with him. Amen. Give me some music over there. But listen to me here. Second group of people I want to meet me at the altar. This is part two of the service. It's, it's, it's you, 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 you stretching the thing out. In other words, now you got to show it. You can't hide the withered hands. You got to talk about it. You got to do ministry with it. You got to find other folk. You got to find other folk with withered hands and tell them, come, 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 come. You ain't got to be ashamed. Anybody in here today? Come on. If I yes, yes, yes. Withdraw thyself from me. Thyself from me. You got to do something. Oh, with well. You're going to do something with it. I go. Listen to me. You got to do something with your withered hand. I preach mine. I teach mine. Everything I do is born out of those two things. If you've been around me, you know what they are. The sound you got to do something with it. You got to stretch it out. You got to talk about it. You can't sit on it. You got to do something with it. Help somebody. You can't just sit there and not do anything with it. If it's the thing that he healed in your life, it is the thing that he wants you to use in your life to be a blessing to somebody else. Is there somebody in here today? Bless you today. Am found was blind, but now just hum that softly for me right there. Listen to me. Don't miss this moment. Two things. One, you have been coming up short all your life. Church folk have reminded you of your imperfections all your life. I say to you today, whatever those shortcomings are, that church folk have always made you feel bad about. Jesus said, come, stand here with me. Come, don't pay them no attention. Come, come be a minister. Come be a leader. Come be a servant. Come, come. We ain't trying to clean you up. He gonna do that. D Jesus is tell us catch the fish. Let him clean them. We ain't trying to catch fish and clean them. No, he, our job is to just catch them. His job is to clean them. 
If you're in this church today and your shortcomings have been the thing that has kept you from standing with Jesus, come stand with him today. Anybody?